0: Welcome to another edition of the Gobesky wallace Report. My name's Adam Gobesky.
1: And I'm Charlie Wallace. Today we have with us three um, ex- guests who are exhausted from sword fighting. We've got... <laughs> you just want to go with red? <laughs> I mean, I yeah. <laughs>
2: I don't like the implication
3: there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We've got Doug Gobesky. Hello. Paul Wilcox.
4: It's great to be on.
1: And Kevin Vredevog.
4: Hey, glad to be here. And so... Uh,
0: since Charlie won't let me start the DC movie spree, uh, instead we are here for the first installment of the Mary Marvel Movie March appendix.
1: But wait, one thing first. Please tell me you found Frito Chili Cheese chips. Uh, I was at Target, and right in the front, they were trying to get rid of them. They were on sale. Lay's kettle cooked Fritos Chili Cheese flavored Fritos brand. Yay! Yay finally happened.
0: Kevin doesn't know about this, but this has been an ongoing thing.
5: <laughs> oh, well, I'm
0: excited
1: to be part of history. Yeah. yeah.
5: Charlie has suffered mightily for his uh, previous failures to locate these chips.
1: <laughs> I, it's, they just weren't around. And then, bam, right in my face as I got went up the escalator at Target. There was a whole row of them. Like, they couldn't get rid of them. And I had looked before.
0: That's still your target?
1: Yeah, actually, it's still the closest. Well, I have another one that's about equidistant now.
2: Mm, all right. You have an what? You have an yeah. escalator in your target.
1: Yes, not because it is too well. It's the bottom story is parking, so it really oh, only has yeah. one floor. But
2: that I will I will announce my run for president there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so I'm opening up the bag. Uh it smells like a combination of potato chips and Fritos, though. So. Pretty much exactly what you'd expect. Yep, they look they look like barbecue chips. I mean, nothing okay. special. If you put them in a in a bowl, you would just think it was a barbecue chip.
0: So it's a great prank to play on your friends.
1: <laughs> well, a great prank would be something that doesn't. Well, I guess we'll see how they taste. If they taste awful, yes. All right, here it goes. Yeah. They taste exactly how you would expect them to taste. It's like they took Fritos chili cheese flavoring and put them on a potato chip. I don't know how to elaborate beyond that.
5: Is there any corn chip flavor?
1: Uh, No. They haven't added corn chip flavor to the...
2: I mean, it's possible they could have, They could have, but they didn't. Yeah, like put a few puffs of that corn flavor.
1: I mean, it kind of tastes like a... Yeah, like a a chili chip or... Yeah.
2: Like when you... uh... Do the patented Wendy's uh, dump your chili on into the baked potato.
1: <laughs> yeah.
5: Oh, I've huh. never tried that. I've yeah, been never too thought afraid of, of that. being sued for infringement.
0: Infringement?
5: <laughs> well, he said it's patented. <laughs>
0: <That's>
5: <laughs> uh, patent Patent.
2: sorry.
0: All right, so now mash them up in your beer and drink it.
1: I don't have a beer.
0: Fine, your brandy snifter.
1: Does it need to be anything in the brandy snifter? Brandy? Yeah, brandy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or vermouth. Verm-
1: uh Well, I'll go see what I have, but we're <laughs> playing <laughs> the you start of the
2: podcast. Have but
3: vermouth—that's what we know now.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Once again, I would like a situation where you have to explain to Kara, like a guilty teenager, why you're going into the liquor now.
1: Hi, how? My question is, why do I have to continue to be punished after I found the thing that I was supposed to find?
5: <laughs>
1: it's I almost as if.
5: The fun part. No, this
0: is just a regular
3: was...
5: segment. <laughs> well, I feel like just a glass of water would be fine, or Pepsi Max, preferably. I was trying to class it up, but I guess that's fine. I
1: mean, we'll see, see, see. what I have
2: Pepsi Next sitting around somewhere, <laughs>
1: that'd be ideal. All right, uh. Let me improvise. Right. I think I can get a brandy snifter. Yes.
0: Um, as you do this, I think you should sing a song about the process. That's gonna be difficult, but <laughs>
2: just throw it all all out there tonight.
0: <laughs> it's my revenge for not getting to do the DC movie spree.
1: <laughs> this is a new bit. You were so upset about losing this bit that you had to create a new one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you just earned yourself one more bit, Mister <laughs> <laughs>
4: When a problem comes wrong, sing a song about it. When I'm on the podcast, I have to sing a song about it. In the middle of a sentence, sing a song about it. Da na 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 na,
1: sing a song about it. Da na 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 na, sing a song about it. There we go. All right, we'll talk amongst yourselves.
0: All right. So while he's gone, what song do we want him to sing to the tune of?
4: Anyone? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'll throw Camp Town Racers out there, but only because it was dead silence before that. Camp town racers,
2: son, you know those MIDI files aren't sorted.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, I'm back.
2: Sort FDJFJ sort not good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we would like you to sing to the tune of Camp Town Races.
1: All right. <laughs> well, here's the other question: Is this so? What I have with me is... Yeah, all is that like dialogue
0: a... you're about to say, you should sing that to the tune of Camptown Town Races.
1: All right, what I've got here is Brandy in a Brandy Snifter for drinking very slowly during the podcast. I'm going to put some chips in, some Fritos, <laughs> ke- kettle cook, chili cheese flavored, and it's going to be a disgusting time. You're all welcome to join. I don't think I have either the chips
0: or brandy.
5: (laughs) I don't even own a snifter.
0: It is amazing to me that you own a snifter.
2: (laughs) Do you have to hand wash this for the bit every time?
1: (laughs) No, whatever dust (laughs) is gathered inside it, it's also going to be drunk.
0: You're not just constantly using it.
1: (laughs) No, no. Now, is this something you want to sit in there for a while? Or is this like, Maybe just a gradual experience, like taste it now and then gradually during the podcast give you updates.
3: You
4: are being remarkably accommodating of this request.
1: Oh, yeah. You haven't listened to the podcast, have you?
4: (laughs) For
0: some reason, compliance is just a thing that happens here on the podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Me being combative is not conducive to a good listening <laughs> experience for other
3: people
0: he's only combative when it comes to discussing a movie <laughs> all right
1: so i'm gonna take a well i gotta figure out how many i think is appropriate so i've tasted the brandy by itself it's actually pretty good
0: all right is it expensive
1: uh i don't know i can look it up
0: yeah it's not worth it let's it's, just assume okay. that
2: it's expensive brandy that super
1: expensive yeah.
0: yeah
2: like we are just really like Committing crimes against brandy right now. <laughs> yeah, this is some
0: top shelf stuff. Well,
1: it's like Corbell, but it's like some like sub brand yeah, of Corbel. Like it's, it's Corbell XS like, something. The last
2: does, of its kind. How does like, that compare to Boone's Farm? I am the last one.
1: <laughs> Corbell XS extra smooth. Oh yeah, this is this is twenty dollars a bottle, this brandy. All
5: right. How so. big is the bottle? A gallon?
0: <laughs> oh
1: it's so like
4: a, a 750 never find out yeah <laughs> we're, we're
2: gonna need another bottle because <laughs> really you you have to mix it in a certain dollar amount of brandy not uh
0: well i think it needs to be an equal amount of of dollar value of brandy and dollar value of chips Oh.
2: <laughs>
1: so 20 <laughs> it's probably not 20th of the bottle not not five percent it's probably like well maybe it is
2: some reason, I just am envisioning dumping brandy down my chip
4: hole now. Like.
1: <laughs> Kevin doesn't know about a, the chip hole.
4: No, I'm, still, oh, right. I'm still catching up with the MIDI organizer. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: now, here's the question. Is it the sale value of the chips, or is it the listed retail price on the front of the chips? It's a factor of uh, two difference. It is
2: unreliable now. <laughs> You'll find all these places charging... Above the price. We'll go with printed price. We'll take it yeah. easy on you.
1: I would have to put in probably a full quarter of this bag which won't fit in <laughs> <and> the snifter. <laughs>
2: what if you crushed them? They would probably fit pretty yeah, nicely nice. if they were like and then
0: crumbed. It would taste like chips. Well, what if you put the brandy in the bag? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you would want me to ruin all of the chips.
5: Well,
2: yeah, just put They're actually know, good. I didn't even say that yet. <laughs>
1: They're actually good.
2: They're good. Oh, <laughs> we just really skipped to the... Just because they the they taste
1: butter. like they're supposed to doesn't mean that they're bad. They, they're good. But anyway, I don't think what you're suggesting would actually be as unpleasant of an experience as you think. <laughs> I think three chips would be sort of what we're looking for here.
0: I guess it depends on your opinion. Just on enough branding. to get it gross.
1: Yeah, yeah. The chips will absorb everything. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Chili-infused brandy.
2: <laughs> Chili really right. cheese infused brandy.
1: <laughs> this we could trademark. The there
2: cheese. needs to be more cheese-based liquors.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like Fireball, except it has cheese in it.
2: <laughs> like, yeah, that'd be a good liquor, you know, cheese ball. You know, it's like standard
4: 80 proof. <laughs> <laughs> just, just eat
2: and eat.
0: You know? <laughs> so, I've learned cheese liquor
4: is a thing. I was thinking oh. of cheese liqueur as well. Really? I uh, One of
0: the other suggested Google searches was cheeses that taste like cheese.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is this is like, okay, he's drunk. Like, <laughs> we'll kind of searches as he wants.
0: So, shall we get the show on the road, or shall we continue to uh, hang out at the rest stop of alcohol? and <laughs> free,
1: Okay. All right, one taste for now. Yeah, yeah. Still tastes like brandy. I expect that to change. All
0: right. Welcome to the Mary Marvel Movie March appendix. That's exciting, right?
2: Yeah, I, it's so exciting. I'm I'm about to burst.
1: <laughs> That's not the lasagna. <laughs> that you ate right before the episode <laughs>
2: i guess that could have the effect that effect on my appendix
1: we're in the
0: appendix for movies that are kind of marvel but not quite
2: and the first you know, of those i, oh, I yeah, didn't realize ahead. that i just thought you just picked this i also <laughs> thought this was
0: completely <laughs> really? off the wall yeah <laughs> Movies that should have been Marvel but weren't.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, we are discussing the July 1985 film Red Sonia. Uh, Red Sonia is, of course, the story of one Denise Red Sonia, who's first in line for the Red Sonia mansion. And in order to claim the mansion, she has to fight a bunch of people with swords and they all have to be fair fights. And then when she successfully wins all the sword fights, then she can live in the mansion. And that's the movie. The end. How many? How many movies?
1: How many sword fights?
0: Oh, how many sword fights? Uh, Not that many. It's only 47.
1: (laughs) Just just one right after the other. Who's next?
2: I mean, a sword fight doesn't have to be long.
1: That's true, most of them are probably pretty short.
2: Could just be basically stabbing forty seven people,
0: <laughs> Charlie, three sentences or less. What's this movie actually about?
1: Uh, Red Sonia is um so our main character, Red Sonia, has her family killed and is hmm one sentence left <laughs> and there's some sword fighting and Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs>
0: Doug, do you think you can do better?
5: Uh, Yeah. Red Sonia is the story of uh, one woman's uh, attempt to save the world from an ancient talisman, which threatens to destroy it. And she does so with the help of uh, three other main characters.
1: Stop two sentences. I, I, I mean... It is. I a only, needed, it's to, not I a only needed
5: to do better than Charlie. <laughs> it didn't need to be good. <laughs>
1: That's fair. Yep, you said the main character's name and one plot point, so you beat me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, had you seen this cinema classic before, Charlie?
1: Uh, before I watched it, I would have told you that I had not seen this before. But as I watched it, I realized that I had. <laughs> I don't know when. Oh. But I recognized basically all of the scenes.
2: Is this a first for the Mary Marvel movie, March?
0: It might be. Nice. Guess we'll have to find out.
1: I'm guessing it's in the probably early days of Netflix streaming.
2: Yeah, could see that. You're like, oh, they don't have, uh, you know, Zardaz, so... <laughs> <laughs>
0: What else we got? Oh, Red Sonia.
2: All right, <laughs> <Fine>. <laughs> it, it came up when I searched Zardas.
1: So, <laughs> Ooh, you cannot like breathe in while you drink that, despite the fact it's a snifter. Like, there's too much chili simultaneously.
4: <laughs> so chili <laughs> in <and> the vapors. <laughs> breathing and drinking at the same time, I think, is uh, generally not recommended. Whatever the beverage might be. Uh, you know, I never really
2: think about that. Now I'm gonna get anxious every time I have to take <laughs> a drink. drink.
1: <laughs> Paul's gonna hold his nose. Like, that's, why I never,
2: that's why I'm a backstroke kind of guy. I don't like, <laughs> I don't like you know, put my face in the water. But I guess I kind of am every day.
4: Paul, have
1: you seen this before?
2: Uh, I had not, to my knowledge, unless I saw it when I was like <laughs> nine. Like, you know, at like 1.30 a.m. when I should have been sleeping, would see on TNT's monster vision. Um, Kevin, had you seen this
4: movie? I had neither seen nor heard of this movie prior to this Marvel Movie March Appendix. Doug, had you seen this movie? I am
5: pretty sure I have not seen this movie before today. How about you, Adam?
4: I don't think
0: I've seen it. Every so often there was like an image that seemed vaguely familiar. But I don't know if that's just because it looked like other similar movies I'd seen or if it had been on TV when I was like nine years old or something on in the background. But even if that were the case, I don't think it counts as me watching it. So I will say no. Like Kevin, I had heard of it. That's something. I did know that this was a Conan the Barbarian spin off sort of. But yeah, Red Sonia, Let's talk a little bit about why we're watching this movie other than because I wanted to make you all do it. Let's just do some backstory. In the 1970s, uh, Marvel, for reasons I'm not 100% clear on why, I kind of got the impression from reading interviews with Roy Thomas that this was something that readers or comic book readers had been requesting. But Marvel starts acquiring the rights to literary characters and making comic books based on them. So there's a couple Doc Savage books, uh, Shan chi uh, The Master of Kung Fu, who we will talk about later on, a part of a Fu Manchu book, Uh, there's a War of the Worlds sequel, Kill Raven, and then there is, among other things, there is this Conan the Barbarian series, which are based on a series of short stories by an author named Robert E. Howard. They become relatively popular, and at one point, Roy Thomas, who's writing Conan the Barbarian, realizes, you know, in these Conan stories, there's a lot of, you know, male characters, there's not really a lot of female characters, so maybe we can do something to address that. So he goes through and he finds a different Robert E. Howard story that doesn't have the same setting as the Conan stories. This one is set in, like, 16th century Europe, and it features a character named Red Sonia. Spelled with a Y, who is a sort of Ukrainian freedom fighter, guerrilla fighter sort of thing going on. So Roy Thomas takes that character, transports it into the Conan Hyborian Age stories, loosely adapts the story that she originally came in, but changes a bunch of backgrounds so that you know now she's a, a warrior. He broadly has the same backstory as in the movie, where um she gets raped because. That's the kind of stories we're dealing with at this point in time. And then uh, a Celtic goddess gives her the power of super fighting or something, basically. As long as she doesn't uh, sleep with any man unless he bests her in fair combat. So, Red Sonia as a character in the Conan stuff is distinct enough from Red Sonia with a Y, the Robert E. Howard uh, creation, that uh, she actually falls under different use categories from just most of the Robert E. Howard stuff, such that Roy Thomas, the basically the creator of Red Sonja with a J, this man, this gets confusing when you can't just write out. <laughs> 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 um, basically, own, at one point, owned the rights and they were different from the, the Howard rights. Because Red Sonja as a comic book character was relatively popular and because Conan the Barbarian in the 70s was very popular, they moved forward with plans to make Conan the Barbarian barian starring or schwarzenegger the reason we're not watching that is because that movie ultimately is a lot closer to the robert e howard original stories rather than the roy thomas adaptations and then that gets a sequel conan the destroyer and then this movie comes out red sonja but because it's sort of sequel sidequel of the conan movies uh, it's very much an adaptation of the Roy Thomas version of the character. And so that's why we're covering it in the Mary Marvel Movie March appendix. Because it is it is Marvel, but it's not quite Marvel. It's not quite Marvel in the way that like Howard the Duck is. But there's enough Marvel influence that it's worth watching as part of the March.
1: And was, I'm pointing about this movie too. I didn't really do any research on it afterward but was this the sort of thing like they were expecting it to do really well or uh, that they put a lot of budget and effort into this and then you know critics at least didn't like it this is a Dino De Laurentiis
0: picture um, and Dino De Laurentiis is an Italian producer who puts out lots of stuff like this uh, he did the 70s remake of King Kong he did the 1980 Flash Gordon producer wise I mean these are all production credits Uh, He did Barbarella, you know, just a whole bunch of stuff where basically it felt like it feels like he's making movies to make their money back, but not necessarily to become runaway successes. And if they become runaway successes, you know, fantastic, but he's pretty solidly, I think feel like a B movie producer for the majority of his projects, you know, occasional a list things, but pretty solidly B movie. And this feels like another B movie sort of production. And he had done, he'd produced the other two Conans, I believe as well. So it's not like this was a shift or something the way like Superman four is, for instance, which we'll get to in the DC movie spree, whether you like it or not, Charlie, <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh, and the other thing that I just wanted to say is that uh, Red Sonny is directed by Richard Fleischer, who's like just one of these workhorse directors who's just done, had done tons of things. He'd done Conan the Destroyer. He directed Soylent Green. He did the Disney version of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. He did Fantastic Voyage. He was just doing all sorts of just movies just all the time working. So,
1: yeah. He knows how to get it done. Yeah.
0: So now that that's out of the way, Charlie, what do you want? What do you want to start with?
1: So this is not, I mean, it's not really a sequel to Conan the Barbarian, the movie, right? Except that it has Arnold Schwarzenegger.
0: Right. And the uh, opening text states that it takes place in the Hyborian kingdom, which is the setting of
1: Conan. The characters, yeah, explicitly not Conan, but it is Conan, but it isn't,
4: <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah.
0: I guess we should, yeah, just real
1: quick, Have has anyone
0: seen the Schwarzenegger Conan movies?
4: nope uh i
5: half watched both of them probably like 20 years ago and i did not understand what was going on since i wasn't paying enough attention
1: i would say that i haven't but i might be wrong <laughs> we
5: just
0: demonstrated you've seen every movie you could have seen any movie
1: or every movie. <laughs> kind of a fun position to be in.
0: I've seen most of the first one, although it's been a long time. Like, to the point that I'm pretty sure the last time I watched Conan the Barbarian was on a Select Division CED player.
2: That doesn't narrow it down at all!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Those are the records that play movies. And I don't know that I've seen Conan the Destroyer, except I can very clearly, in my mind's eye, picture Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in it, so I must have seen part of it at some point, but couldn't tell you when or where
2: you know it's probably actually more likely that i saw conan the barbarian in part on late night television probably more likely than red sonja
1: yeah so the movie starts out with two bits of exposition which i remember thinking while i was watching it wow why do they do like a voiceover at the beginning and then do like another introduction of the spirit like recapping what just happened but then as we were discussing before the podcast Half of that stuff's really hard to remember. It goes by very quickly. It just kind of very much has a feel of it was confusing, and they decided they had to add text ahead of time, like a la Dune or something like that.
0: Well, the text just says, "Hey, Redstone is a big deal." <laughs>
1: oh, it's like that's
0: basically yeah. all it.
1: It's says. just the hype ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. Get ready.
0: <laughs> like their story, you know, stuff about she became a legendary warrior. This is the start of the legend. That kind of thing. I don't know if that was sequel hunting or not,
5: but <laughs> okay. I have a question then. Yep. Uh, there's a there's a movie from the like 2015 or so called I think Red Sonia Queen of the Damned. Is that right?
0: Uh, something like that. It's not that, but yes.
5: Why is that movie not included here?
0: Well, a because it's only 1985 as far as our appendix is concerned. Um, and b because in the intervening years the rights to red sonia with a j went to a company called dynamite entertainment and they started doing comic books on it
5: based on it and that's so it uh, is still the same character it's
0: it is not only the same character but i believe it's actually technically the same continuity like it follows up from the original marvel stuff but it's no longer with marvel at that point
5: essentially the same reason why we didn't do the latter kingsman stuff
2: yes are you talking about Queen of Plagues?
5: Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. I have the I have my microphone on my keyboard and it prevents my keyboard from working. So <laughs> thank you for looking that up. For me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it's not like there's a phone or something you could look these things up.
2: <laughs> what? I didn't look anything up. I know this.
1: <laughs> I know you know this. <laughs> Yeah, is, I I kind of enjoyed watching this for the March because it's like a different style of it's like a fantasy movie. We haven't I think we haven't seen any of those, have we? In the March? Has there been anything that like qualifies as fantasy as opposed to like science fiction or
4: uh, Doctor Strange? I don't think there's sci fi in, the, in uh, there. Certainly
0: not in the sort of sword and sorcery vein the way mm-hmm. this right, is. Right. Right.
1: There's nothing like that. So it's kind of weird to watch a different kind of movie for the podcast. Yeah,
5: <laughs> I know. That's what I. That's why I was so excited about this.
2: I didn't realize it, but I was like, "This is kind of refreshing." A real palate cleanser. I just found myself like in those opening shots, wondering where they filmed it. So I had to look it up, and it was Italy.
3: Oh, ah, yeah.
2: because wow. it actually like has a lot in common with the uh, spaghetti westerns.
1: Oh yeah, and it had. Uh, the Ennio Mor- Morricone score too, which is nice because whenever I see that come up in the credits, I'm like, well, at least I know there'll be one thing about this movie I like. <laughs> I mean,
2: <laughs> gosh, well, no, for
1: any like, random this movie, I'm saying like,
2: like, surprisingly. I, before I knew that, I was I. This isn't me just you know flexing or anything. I just remember being like, this music is surprisingly good for this. Yeah, I didn't, I wasn't expecting this.
1: It does kind of have like a western. Feel almost too, with like a lot of the like, I'm riding on horseback from a long distance, and we're gonna <laughs> long,
2: long shots linger on the shot. Yes, horse riding. yeah <laughs> while you get your opening
4: credits in.
1: Yeah,
0: so it was a nice change of pace, is what I'm hearing.
4: Yeah, I liked it. Yeah.
0: Kevin, what are your thoughts?
4: I, was good, I fear this is going to be another Venom situation where I... Uh, I uh, Brad Sonia uh, was a childhood favorite uh, of yours? I, well, not quite that, but <laughs> it was a garbage <laughs> movie like Venom was as
3: far as I was concerned.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I fell asleep for the middle like forty five minutes. This movie <laughs> rewound, and like by the time I'd re-caught up to where I'd woken up, I felt like I had missed nothing. This, this <laughs> movie did not it did not do it for me. I like my '80s action flicks with more puns, and I, yeah, this it just did not work for me.
2: Oh, <laughs> Wait, wow, but wow. what about all that great those great one liners from Falcon? Uh, he was a character. Really, really breaking my immersion. <laughs> people, people in fantasy movies don't die That's not a word.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't disagree that it's... it's I wouldn't say trash exactly, but it, <laughs> but that doesn't mean I didn't enjoy it.
5: <laughs> they had a character called Black Spider, and he got squished. <laughs> Just because some of the puns aren't verbal doesn't mean they're not there.
4: I I, Wait, so I will admit, I did not Black pick up. He's the, the old man that that child crushed to death.
5: <laughs> Isn't that I-Cole?
1: It is also, yeah, yep, but same thing.
4: He, yeah,
5: Wasn't the kid calling him Black
4: Spider? I think that was like his title and then no. his name was that might you know, have been, one or the other.
0: It may have been the part of the movie where I zoned out for a few minutes. <laughs> I do know that that uh, that actor is Ronald Lacey from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Oh.
5: What role was he in that movie?
0: He's Tote, the the Nazi whose uh, skin melts. Ah,
5: oh, okay.
0: Cool. I guess that's all
1: the Nazis. The Nazi who uh, gets
4: the <laughs> <laughs> he's
0: the one the, to open get with the good really yeah. shot. <laughs> Burned in his uh, his hand. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Which he was giving me real, like, I knew it wasn't Wallace Shawn, but he was giving me real Wallace Shawn vibes. Yes, absolutely, yes. And so I had to look up who it actually was, and I was like, oh, it is somebody I know still.
4: I was like, oh, we're in for a real ball," But he looked so much like Wallace Shawn. I was so disappointed (laughs) when he spoke. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking over my notes from this movie, and the only good things I wrote were that the bad guys have fun masks and hats. Oh yeah, and yeah, very yeah. eyes wide shut. Uh, it was, <laughs> it, it was probably not actually intended to be played for laughs, but there were multiple times there was a special effect that was just like the character like disappearing, like there was no sound effect, there was no like pomp around it. It was just like I'm teleporting over there now, and they just disappeared from camera. And the suddenness of it did uh, bring me some joy. That's what I got in the <laughs> pro column here.
0: I thought that the design was actually pretty good.
4: Like yeah. I said, yeah, no, I did. I thought they were interesting.
0: Yeah, like it was, I enjoyed looking at the, the images they were showing me.
1: The costumes are pretty unique, too. I, I could, I guess say like, oh, these are like, you know, maybe Asian inspired costumes, but I couldn't point to like any other fantasy movie where i had seen something specifically like anything i was seeing here like each hat was kind of like oh like the hat that falcon was wearing it's like huh, oh, okay that's its own thing and each character had their own design
5: a lot of skeletons in the big throne room, <laughs> yeah a
1: lot yes. of skeletons
5: <laughs> to, to really uh drive the point home that these are the bad guys
1: <laughs> yeah
2: i mean maybe they're just that's not a critique either you know like i, I really like a... that not everyone wastes their the
4: precious bone. <laughs> was Falcon's such, weapon such Falcon, an enormous yeah. bone? Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. It was a uh,
4: sharpened femur,
5: probably from like a horse or something. Does he stab
4: anyone with it, or is it only a blunt instrument? The Just blood force trauma, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> like... it's
5: also a
0: cane,
4: a walking stick.
1: He definitely gets a barbarian whirlwind attack in there <laughs> in one scene. <laughs> It's taking out multiple guys at once and yeah. throwing around.
2: We also did establish that Falcon does seem to like to get spanked, or at least want to be spanked. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs>
2: Please was, don't.
5: I don't. I don't think that was... I think that's you projecting. <laughs> <here>. <laughs> Not that I blame
2: you. My guy Falcons just trying to get
5: spanked here. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was it was just a hey, don't don't spank the prince, you know, spank me the, the lowly <laughs> yeah. henchman.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Don't yeah. on the, the prince. Spare
2: the prince. If only I could pick a line of work that made me get spanked for someone else.
5: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um the the fight with the. The weird mechanical snake in the water, or I guess serpent, really uh, in the water was really quite impressive. Like just the way it was shot, and like the the water was just moving around so much. I was quite impressed. Like it really felt like there was a giant monster in there with them.
1: It was a surprisingly long scene too. Uh, th- there were a few times in this movie where I was like. Wait a minute! This movie's only ninety minutes, and this like one scene is taking like six or seven minutes. Not that that's again a bad thing, but like it's just fight, like
0: the uh, the sex fight scene or whatever. <laughs>
3: that, was, <laughs> yeah. that was amazing.
0: <laughs> where, where I was getting
2: real They Live vibes from it. Like, oh, they're still going. <laughs> it's just like it was. It was tantric sword fighting. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I mean, if you're if you're going for edging, you might as well do it with an edged weapon, right? I'm, gl- I'm glad that's what
2: we decided to
5: <laughs> highlight. You should probably cut that.
2: I mean, it's not an episode without an edging reference. <laughs> but yeah, I I noticed the length of that scene, and there was part of me that thought, like, well, I mean, it was it was a cool scene, and it was like a cool, you know, practical effects display, and all I could think was, like, they spent all their money on that (laughs) snake thing, and they, like, really needed to get some screen time out of it. (laughs)
3: Because,
2: like, it looked good, you know? It was was, uh, an impressive creature.
5: Yeah, like, dragon characters behind it and stuff.
2: Yeah, like, like, they they really had to put a lot... I, I feel like that must have been a huge undertaking to film that scene
0: also real uh, Shadows of the Colossus vibes at one point
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah how long to spend in that
1: damn pond <laughs> 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 gotta find the weak point <laughs>
0: <laughs> gotta grab onto it and slowly climb up
1: <laughs> pry out I'm one sure eye fell off. <laughs> there goes
0: ten minutes <laughs> just
4: fell off again
0: uh, I will say, Kevin, um, one of my notes I did write was uh, wooden acting, so it's not oh, just you.
4: Yeah, nah, the lack of acting in this movie was amazing. I mean, <laughs> I guess Falcon kind of put it all out there, but besides that, it's. I, I feel like the kid, Prince Eddie, Tarn, Bernie Varus
0: Jr., especially yeah. for
4: a child, like, he yeah, did. I was like, acquitted kids? himself well, yeah. The kid's the best actor
5: in this (laughs) movie. But beyond the line deliveries, I didn't really have any complaints with the acting. I mean, it's just, I know it's Brigitte Nielsen's
0: first film and she's not a native English speaker, right? She's Danish, but it it just felt like maybe someone should have worked with her a little bit more on just like trying to get some inflection in there. And even Arnold Schwarzenegger um, felt flatter than he normally does. Not that he's, like uh you know normally a super dynamic actor but you know even for him like he felt flatter than he usually does line-wise although yeah arnold schwarzenegger is on record as saying that this is the worst film he's made Oh,
4: (laughs) (laughs) what year did he say that strictly out of curiosity
0: uh looks like 2012 okay yeah i guess subsequent things may have come along
4: i was just Relative to Jingle All the Way, which I have not seen in quite some time. But it's probably better than you remember
2: it as, honestly. I, very possibly. You know, thinking about him saying that, though, makes me think about when Dwayne The Rock Johnson made fun of Doom, and I just felt like really betrayed. <laughs> oh, like every time Ryan Reynolds talks about
0: Green Lantern, sometimes I think about tweeting at him and being. Like, <laughs> Thanks for making the movie for me. I'm sorry no one else liked it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like really flat, unemotional acting, like to the point where anytime anyone is doing just like a bit of acting, work, I like would notice. Like I noticed when the one, the like king of the gate. I don't remember what his name was.
2: Was it Lord Bright Brightag? Bry- yeah, that, know, that sounds right. Really yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just don't remember how it was pronounced. <laughs>
5: But yeah,
0: like the like when he shows up and it's suddenly like a bit more inflected, and I was yeah. like, "Oh,
1: hey!" <laughs> yeah. Immediately made him stand out. You're like, "Oh, this is this guy's cool." I mean, he's not cool, but he's cool. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it's like it's like there's all the yeah, like there's all these moments. Yeah, like and also when you first meet Falcon and Prince Tarn, it's like this is kind of a zany comedy, but you you have to pay attention to realize it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Like, you don't expect Tarn and Falcon at all to be, like, in the rest of the movie. You're like, oh, that was an interesting little aside there. This kingdom was destroyed. See you later. It's
2: just a buddy adventure comedy (laughs) that you could easily miss.
0: And again, I don't think this is
2: necessarily the actor's fault that,
0: you know, English isn't their native language. Like, I'm sure if we were trying to do things in Spanish or something, like, we'd be equally as terrible. (laughs) Yes, and then yeah, a movie where the main character is uh, motivated by rape—that
5: you know always mm -hmm. rape—and wait, what? No, she was motivated by saving the world. Well, but also revenge for the rape.
1: Yeah, until
2: the until the MacGuffin was stolen. Yeah,
1: I mean, which easily could have been left out too, because they also kill her family.
2: But yeah,
0: and then the very much blink and you miss it because you're not fully ready for the movie yet when it dumps a whole bunch of, like, necessary plot exposition on you in that little, like, voiceover speech. But, yeah, just a bit about how, uh, oh, Queen Gedrin's a lesbian and that makes her evil.
3: Oh.
2: (laughs) She has a scar from, like, gay, from the results of gay panic.
5: Right.
0: I was just real, like, just like I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about this at all.
5: Man, I, I clearly missed out by, like, I just assumed that that voiceover stuff at the beginning was a bunch of fluff that I didn't really need to care about. And so it just sort of, you know, left yeah. my mind immediately. You know, it was, yeah. just, it was just like some explanation for, yep, here's why she's uh, going to become a badass swordswoman. And I'm like, yeah, sweet, swords, awesome. (laughs) And I just didn't pay attention and just took the rest of the movie as, yeah, saving the world, swords. Honestly, (laughs) I went back
0: after we watched the movie and rewatched the first five minutes. And the reason I did that was because I read the Wikipedia plot summary to try and figure out what I'd missed and was so just like, wait. Am I reading this right? Let me go back and watch. And yeah, no, okay, it is a lesbian thing. All right, this is weird.
1: Yeah, because I didn't pick up on that aspect because there was so much going on, and just that little bit, like I thought she was just giving her a scar because of the other things that happened to her, and like to have that also thrown on it, like I didn't even pick it up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I certainly didn't pick it up the first time. It's just when I re-watched it and was like, yep, nope, that's definitely what's happening. That is not some subtext that a Wikipedia editor added. So that, that's text.
5: <laughs> and yet, it managed to be subsumed in my viewing.
1: Right, it doesn't even have to be there, because Duncan... I mean, yeah, I mean
5: <laughs> what a movie! There, the that text part becomes where... subtext.
2: When the teacher's like, you know, I can't remember, he's like, you can't always hate, Men, or something like that, like, or don't hate all men, or yeah, or yeah, <laughs> it was like, man, they're just really hammering this home.
0: So, yeah, what else you want to talk about? Yeah, How
1: about the sets? Like, I know a lot of it, like, especially the rock phases or whatever, were like, okay, yeah, you know, this is a set that they've built. But I still thought they were pretty cool, yeah,
3: yeah. no, right? I oh, enjoyed yeah.
1: it, and each one was it was pretty, and it was varied too. So, each successive scene was like something different for you to look at it's like oh i'm really interested to see where they go next
2: yeah like oh first it's kind of like uh like a rotunda type of structure and then then you're like by a giant you know what was it like an ox or some you know something like that some big animal and i don't know there was there was a lot of elaborate sets it just really i love how there's like those sweeping sweeping shots of like kind of empty planes and so i just envisioned like oh okay yeah the best thing about all the best fantasy worlds have like completely barren landscapes dotted with singular structures in the middle of like nowhere
1: and the thing is, is i think that does some of the lifting of the story to me like there's because there's not a lot i mean it's like they go from one place and then they go to another place and then they go to another place right that's the action adventure of it but i think the the set design and the costume stuff stuff is like Making me wonder, oh, what's the rest of the story going on with this world? Like so that yeah. I really enjoyed, but I don't know if that was built into the script or not, or is this like <laughs> the costume and set designers like being given a lot of rain.
5: I mean, I could go either way on that aspect, but like in my opinion, when it comes to fantasy, a lot of it really lives or dies based on the world building. And I feel like they did a pretty good job with the world building here. A lot of show, not tell. A lot of just yeah. leaving stuff mysterious. You know, they don't feel the need to explain everything to you. It's just simply you're you're just in the world as the story unfolds.
3: But yeah, the like world you see a lot. Of...
5: Our world. I mean, they had a freaking magician, dark wizard guy. Uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. He had television and
1: teleportation. <laughs> <laughs> as with any new technology. <laughs> Invented and, and there was, like, primarily uh, for pornography. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel like I feel like if you'd asked Brian Hackett if Red Sonja had it, he would have known exactly. He'd been like at this point.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's, yeah,
0: that's my wings reference he, he, for the day.
2: He is a walking skin cyclopedia. <laughs> but yeah, there there were a lot of cool. Hints to like the larger world without really saying anything. Like the, I liked the skeleton bridge.
1: Yeah, yeah. That,
2: like, and that that just actually made me like be like, I want to watch more like old movies because I miss just being like, oh, the characters are standing on a painting. It's a really cool painting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Charlie. Yeah.
2: How's that brandy taste now?
1: Oh, good question. <laughs> hmm. Ooh. It's definitely getting chili infused now. It's not horrible. It hasn't been ruined yet. <laughs> it's getting there. I'm, I'm, I'm going shocked. to eat. I'm going to eat one of the chips. By the way, Ugh. I All think we're right. to the point I mean, where would... I've, I've drank enough that I need to eat one of the chips.
0: Oh, you didn't smash them up in there?
1: No, they're getting soggy. Oh. All
0: right. So this is like oh. a, this is like a cocktail you could order at the bar. <laughs> Can I get it's a like... snifter of brandy with three Fritos? <laughs>
5: So,
2: whoa! I actually kettle have... cooked chili chips. <laughs> like chips in there. <laughs> <I've> <laughs> you need, they need—they need to be good for slurping. Got some
5: <laughs> tiny vials of uh, essentially concentrated pepper. Oh, and like you're really making me think that. Oh, that's probably what they're made for. You <laughs> know, put a few drops in, like this brandy. Yeah, maybe. Now you've got—I mean—chili pepper infused brandy.
1: Uh, the ch- the chip. Tasted like brandy. Very <laughs> weird. Oh. Like the brandy's affecting the chips more than the chips affecting the brandy. Nice Wait, so, so it was he like told you
2: the balance and you didn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, ah, that's too many chips. It's just gonna taste like chips.
1: <laughs>
5: so the chips taste like brandy and the brandy tastes like chili.
1: Yeah. Oh. But it was very hard to eat the chip. It's just like kept kind of burning as I was eating.
2: Oh, <laughs> it's like college all over again, but actually worse. <laughs> Instead of like pineapple soaked in pure alcohol, it's like <laughs> potato chips
3: seasoned <laughs> potato
2: chips. <laughs> seasoned potato chips. Now with more vapor.
3: <laughs>
2: so, other than the
0: wooden line delivery, what did people think of Brigaded Nelson? and Arnold Schwarzenegger.
5: Uh, I'm just going to be, uh, just with my outright misogyny here, I just didn't care for her haircut.
1: It was
5: not a sexy haircut. I think uh, Queen Gedren had uh, a better do. On it. I feel like <laughs> they
2: could have done, like. it seemed to me like it was basically a shortcut with extensions and it was very clear to me. Maybe I'm wrong, though. Like... <laughs> It looks like they could have disguised the yeah,
5: extensions it was like, a little better. It was like some sort of expert level femme mullet.
2: Yeah, it was <laughs> it was a it was a power mullet for sure. <laughs> and I and I'm I'm here and there for that.
0: <laughs> and it's definitely a as far as I can tell, it's a choice for the movie. Like that's not what the comic book hair looks like, as far as I can tell. So I wouldn't I mean, be shocked if it's like she had short hair and then they just put this thing on her
2: <laughs> yeah they're like how about how about we it's 1985 you know the I guess I mean
0: I was... it really felt like her sister was wearing a wig
5: mm. oh like good. I looked
0: at that hair and I was like that's
5: a wig yeah the the straight cuts kind of have that feel to them I think where there's like where at the bottom of the the haircut there's no texturing or layering it's just straight across that's too clean yeah
1: I thought she did a good job of sword fighting though.
2: Yeah, yeah, asked everybody. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Especially I was so. Kid. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, he had like he had some real moves. Like when he first like you know gets out of the ropes and starts kicking butt, that was cool.
1: I like that the fun. scene. I, I like the scene where uh, Red Sonia like she he tries to kick Red Sonia and she's like she's just sword. <laughs> <laughs> Like I, I know you're really into this kicking thing, but you're good at it. But you also have a sword. <laughs> that's just
2: like
4: kick, kicking's fun and all, but you know, that's just for fun. If you want to kill someone, <laughs> I thought. I mean, I noticed this a couple times. Like the one-on-one sword fights, and I'm thinking of Arnold in particular. They were they were generally relatively entertaining. But I noticed a lot of the like fights against gigantic groups of people kind of boiled down to like. Block or parry once, and then stab them in the chest, and repeat like four hundred times. <laughs> like it, I, I don't know. It, it stood out to me that uh, the the melee's the one on forty guys. Um, you know, maybe the choreography was not the most yeah, impressive. Yeah. There, Look, there were times I felt tec- like they were kind if of if you find waving. a
0: technique that works, you just keep. <laughs> <I spam guess. laughs> and that attack.
5: Look, if those guys were any good at fighting, they wouldn't be henchmen. They would be the one-on-one fights. How about Arnold? How did we feel about Arnold? I mean,
1: yeah, we already mentioned the acting where, like, you know, he gets better in the future. <laughs> Not <laughs> ever great, but this is earlier on.
4: I give kudos to whoever his agent or manager was for finding him a lot of roles where it wasn't really necessary for him to act too hard like you know conan or the terminator where you know he just kind of needed to look strong and be semi-robotic
1: and then got to transition later into roles where he was just comedic because he doesn't look like he should be comedic
2: (laughs) yeah just like the road to kindergarten
0: cop kindergarten cop's not a comedy
1: It's a (laughs) classic is what it is.
0: It's a hard-hitting look at real life.
1: (laughs) 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 He went undercover in a kindergarten class. You'll never believe what he saw. Or what Dolph Lundgren saw in the sequel. (laughs) No, he was in the sequel. I I don't even remember that.
2: That I think it's (laughs) direct-to-video.
1: Is that part of the march?
2: (laughs) (laughs) That was back when you could get a bunch of kids drunk in a movie, and it was funny. (laughs)
5: Um, just as a matter of plotting, I appreciated that there were several points in which just pure brute strength uh, helped them save the day. Something <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> clever. Just
2: literally lift <laughs> yeah. this heavy thing. Yep. Yep. The whole escape sequence. Oh, how do we get it? Well, lift it up and let the kid in. You know. Yep. <laughs> okay, we got to get out. Lift it up. All right. Now we're at this last place. We got to lift more stuff up. Well,
5: there was also the collapsing beam where instead of lifting it up, he had to keep it from coming down. Just wedged oh, his yeah. body
4: under it. Yeah.
5: Yep. Mm.
2: Yeah. I remember watching that fall and I was like, he could have probably let it fall. Then they crawl over the top, but he didn't know yeah, that. I <laughs> the exact like you can't see along. the future, but <laughs> it wasn't netros- necessary in retrospect. <laughs> I kind of love that there was an escape sequence really. Oh, that you know? the
0: movie just didn't end with like, We destroyed it. Hooray, we're done.
2: <laughs> yeah. Nothing more you know, to see here. My video game brain really like kicked in there, you know, <laughs> like it is the it's the like you beat Canon in Ocarina of time and now you gotta get out of the castle.
5: <laughs> oh, I was thinking Super Metroid, but yeah. yeah.
3: Oh
2: yeah, same yeah, same deal. <laughs> yeah.
5: Yeah, we never like, we saw that giant spider in the throne room in, like, one or two oh, scenes, yeah. and then never <laughs> again.
4: Oh, yeah! Like, I just yeah. never it expected that. it to show up. It was, like, cat
2: size. It, it was giant for a spider in our yeah. <laughs> world.
5: I mean, it was giant enough that it made Adam kind of uneasy. Yep, I was like, I, I don't like this part. <laughs> that spider
1: <laughs> yeah. is too
0: big. <laughs> spider,
1: spider pivoting around one point. <laughs> it's <laughs> turning in a turning in a circle around one point but yeah that's weird that never came up again
2: enough to, to be a problem you know like it was small enough that it didn't trigger my you know check spider senses <laughs> like because it would just be a splat to any one of their swords you know
5: well no you just kind of assume that uh at some point one of the villains gets eaten by the spider
2: oh okay
5: you know if the, the hack writing college approach.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, to, to go back, we're talking about the throne room to the magician. <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah, the, the scene at the end with the magician, where he just he, yeah he's making she's making Gedron transport back and forth across the throne room, and then roadstone is like, oh, I'm just gonna go kill him, and Gedron just kind of watches while she does it, like, and then just- is surprised. When she kills this defenseless wizard. <laughs>
4: like,
2: oh, he'll... If, if she tries to kill him, he'll just transport himself. <laughs> oh, I didn't know he couldn't do that.
1: Really, I like really that explanation. I he was going to get his
5: neck
2: out of the way. He's always so good at transporting me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he used up all the herbs. I mean... <laughs>
2: Sometimes you just you just run out of MP.
1: What's something you liked about this movie that we haven't talked about yet,
2: Charlie?
1: Oh, me? Okay. <laughs>
2: Did you like all the like when the when he crashed down the thing of shields onto all those guys?
1: <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part.
2: I liked that there weren't any.
1: she
0: never used a shield.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh my god! It's definitely a two-handed sword-heavy movie. Yeah,
5: I like how at the near the beginning of the movie, when uh, Queen Gedron steals the talisman after killing most of the priestesses guarding it, they toss several of them into the pit, and then like you can hear them all moaning from their injuries as they close it, and then you know then it's closed and you can't hear them anymore, and I'm like, wow. That's pretty metal. I mean, it's horrible, (laughs) but it absolutely shows you what you're dealing with here in this story.
2: For some reason, I just couldn't help but think of Austin Powers when that happened.
4: (laughs) 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 Starting to smell like almonds, which is not good. (laughs) I
2: I had so much hope when they beat all those guards back through the door, like, and then the new ones, like, ziplined down (laughs) and turned the tide of the fight. They basically had them out of there, like barricaded at the front door. But I guess that's not how you drive the plot. Like, oh, the good guys like beat back the bad guys. And, you know, now we ride horseback, you know, ride on horseback around the plains.
5: (laughs) It's just a movie for horse girls.
2: (laughs) They need to make more of them that also combine elements of sword and sorcery.
0: I liked how sometimes when I watched the movie, it made me think of Star Trek movies, like when they're climbing the cliff face. I was like, oh, yeah, like in Star Trek five <laughs> or when uh, <laughs> Queen Gedren falls into the lava. And I was like, oh, yeah, just like when Kirk murdered that Klingon in Star Trek three.
1: <laughs> so you liked when you could escape this movie by thinking about other movies.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to admit, some of my notes were a list of movies from the 80s that I would have rather been watching. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can't end it. I was going to, no, I'm I'm pulling it up. I know Princess Bride was on there. Um, Die Hard. Uh, Let's see. I didn't know what years the various Star Trek movies were were made, so I did put Star Trek with several question marks next to it.
0: Uh, Two through five are in the 80s.
4: Two through five. I would have watched three of those.
2: (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) a real five hat on our head (laughs) (laughs) if we do uh wrath
0: of khan he's not down with it okay (laughs) (laughs) heaven forbid one thing i found interesting about red sonia this is a fact for me uh but one of the credited writers uh is clive exton who will go on to write most of the 90s adaptations of Jeeves and Worcester and Agatha Christie's Poirot, starring David Suchet. And I was just like, huh, those are very different properties from Red Sonia." So that's for me. Who's next on things they liked?
4: I, I thought of a thing that I did like during that final escape sequence. I, I liked the practical effect, like showing the castle exploding from the outside. It it only popped up every like couple minutes for a couple seconds, but I don't know. I thought it was a good looking effect.
5: Yeah, you don't get enough miniatures work in movies
4: nowadays. Yeah, I appreciated that. Charlotte's come
1: back around to you. I actually really like the pacing of this movie. It was just like one interesting scene after another after another. Like I can kind of like map out in my head like all of the scenes. That happened in the journey from like one place to another. And there were scenes that were, you know, strangely long, but I didn't mind them so much. Like we talked about the um, water dragon killing machine scene or like the sword fight scene. So, yeah, it topped out around 90 minutes. And I think that was a good length for it. What do you think that really overstayed its welcome to me?
0: So ultimately, what did you think of Red Sonja?
1: Would you help it avenge the death
0: of its family or would you say let bygones be bygones? You're on your own. Guess I'm just asking how many talismans out of 10 would you give this movie?
4: I can start. I wrote this down near the end of the movie. I watched a child crush a man to death and felt nothing. <laughs> Two talismans out of 10. <laughs> <laughs>
3: what?
5: <laughs> Oh come on the the look on the kid's face as he as the guy nope. died perfectly matched how I felt <laughs> He's like, I like oh oh this is no good Let's go <laughs> I stand
4: I stand by my one sentence review of this movie
2: All right Paul the rebuttal Uh I think why it's harder to rate this is cuz it's been a long time since we've watched like like a more like quote, bad movie. What
0: do you mean? We and, just did the New Mutants. Uh, but that's oh, like, wait. You seem to have liked the New Mutants. <laughs>
2: I, you know, what did I give the New Mutants? Six and a half. Yeah, I gave that one of the better scores. Like, and also, like, bad movies from, like, post-2015 just don't hit the same. It's It's hard because it's like it really hit the spot. Like, I, it's kind of exactly what I didn't know I needed to watch today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know there's a lot that's not like great so to speak but there's so much that i found like quite entertaining the world the backgrounds the sets the costumes maybe the dialogue needed you know left something to be desired but uh i think i'm gonna give red Sonia seven talismans
0: out of ten. all right so i kind of understand where paul's coming from in that there is something about 80s fantasy movies that do hit a little different maybe it's because they're there's a sort of earnestness about them like they're not as cynical as more modern movies frequently are and it was enjoyable to look at and the music was good i never really found myself fully engaged by the movie though like i was never like this is terrible what is this but i always just found myself feeling vaguely bored so I think my vaguely bored score is just five talismans out of 10. Five's the score I give when I sort of just feel nothing. And that's what I gave The New Mutants, another movie where I sort of just felt, well, I felt very highs and lows on that movie, but ultimately just, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's a movie. Sometimes it reminded me of other movies, but I never was like, this is the worst movie. So great job, Red Sonia. five out of 10 talismans.
5: Yeah, after... So many of these modern Marvel movies with their too slick, too CGI special effects, too good choreography and just tons and tons of uh, uh, cuts. It was just honestly nice and refreshing to watch a, a classic 80s movie with you know a lot of practical special effects and set design and wardrobe having to carry a lot of that. I will say that the movie certainly suffered for the the often wooden line delivery, and additionally, the uh, the plot apparently mostly being delivered in an info dump. Before I really started paying attention, <laughs> such that I honestly didn't understand the relationship between Red Sonia and uh, Queen Gedrin, but think that i really needed to she was an evil person trying to take over the world and inadvertently destroy it in the process and she needed to be stopped and nice world building uh nice music too i'm gonna give this one seven talismans out of ten
1: this movie kind of hits on one of my weak spots which is i really like a lot of the 70s and 80s fantasy or sci-fi movies that are exactly like this. I think this is really prime examples of movie that i really enjoy, especially if it's, like, just on cable or TV, catching, like, you maybe you don't catch the first 15 minutes of it or something. And I don't know. I just find it really enjoyable. And, like, there are a lot of points that are kind of weak, like, especially, like, the acting and, like, weird jokes by Falcon that don't really make sense <laughs> in the context of the world. But, you know, just the same things you guys are talking about. Set, costume, music was... All really enjoyable, and like I said, I thought the pacing was good too. I didn't feel bored the whole time. Ultimately, we have to rate these movies by how much we enjoyed them, I guess. Even though I I don't even want to go back and look at my other ratings because it's hard to say that this is better than a lot of movies that I've given lower scores to. But I mean, I I enjoyed this as like an eight talisman out of ten movie. Eight, eight, yeah, eight. That's what I'm going better than four. (laughs) What did I rate four? Thor? I think you gave it an eight. Uh, Thor. (laughs) (laughs) But Paul, I don't remember whether he mentioned Zardoz before or after we started recording, but like, I love Zardoz. I want Zardoz again right now. (laughs) But it is not good.
0: (laughs) It is ludicrous to me, by the way, that you think this movie is better than like Endgame. (laughs)
1: Well, that's why Before, i said yeah, i didn't i law, didn't so. even look at my ratings <laughs> it's, it's hard
2: to detangle this from the context of watching it
1: i ha- have trouble figuring out who i would actually recommend this to <laughs> i can't honestly say that it's a good movie but that's what i feel this <laughs> is your gumshoe it, it is, yeah.
2: You could recommend it to anyone who also likes Zardoz, maybe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think I gave Gumshoe an eight too. We'd have to look that up. Did remember I giving I gave that Gumshoe an eight. a nine? Oh, a nine. Hmm. Yeah, sounds like me. So, thanks for joining us on
0: our first appendix entry in the Mary Marvel Movie March. As far as the March is concerned, I think the next one we're going to do is actually the 2021 film Black Widow installment 72. Because the march will officially resume in January once uh, Phase Four has been completed in November. Oh. No. Yeah.
2: Wow. It feels a long way off right now, but I know I'm gonna like wake up tomorrow and be like, "Oh, it's January."
0: That's just because you have a sleeping problem.
2: <laughs> I, I could probably, <laughs> I might be able to pay off a, like maybe the just the last year of sleep debt if I slept till <laughs>
5: then. <that? laughs> Regular Rip Van Winkle here.
3: <laughs>
0: But as far as the uh, appendix goes, and I don't know when we would get to this, but I think the second appendix entry might be the 1992 film Dr. Mordred, which is a Doctor Strange movie that they took too long to make, so they lost the rights to it. So they made some minor changes to avoid getting sued and then just filmed what they had. So I think that might be fun. Certainly seems like the sort of movie Paul would enjoy.
3: So. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
2: looking at this movie poster... I'm like, oh, it's Doctor Strange. Exactly. So. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah. Not sure when we'll get to it. We got, uh, looks like, uh, nine movies, nine main line, main March movies to get through first, but yeah, it could happen. Or we could do this DC March or this alien March or Star Trek or the matrix, or maybe James Bond will finally get off the ground when, uh, we can coordinate some time with Alex. <laughs> So yeah, lots of marches, but for the time being, probably Marvel. So we hope you join us for all of it. I'm Adam Goveski.
1: Uh, and I'm Charlie Wallace. I still have a little bit of brandy left and one chip. So oh yeah. We're going to be a completionist. Well, I had to wait the total amount of time of the recording to get the most transfer.
2: Got to get those chips as wet as possible.
1: Yep. It, <laughs> oh, the chip goodness. folds in half. It folds in half. Rough. And does not break. Oh Can get none more wet. Oh dear! <laughs>
5: you need to take a photo of it first, or
1: I already did.
3: <laughs> <Whoa>.
1: <laughs> it's like, yeah, it just burns. Have... All right, and then yeah, that was the chip. And it's not not so good, but here's the brandy. Mm, it's still fine. I don't mind it. It's got a lot of chip particles floating in it so i mean visually it's pretty off-putting still mostly tastes like brandy though with like a very spicy yeah it's it's extra burn in there
2: so like there's little pieces of chip floating in it so basically it's as appetizing looking as goldschlager except in this case it's food actually
3: (laughs) (laughs) qualifies as food now (laughs) (laughs) it's not food
1: (laughs) Well, oh, and very special thanks to our, um, hmm, let's see.
5: Blood-soaked? Brandy-soaked.
1: Well, no...
3: <laughs> yeah. I'm not blood-soaked, I'm blood-filled.
1: <laughs> let's see, our very mm, beheaded guests. We've got... Ow. Paul Wilcox?
2: It's
4: my my head had a great time
1: <laughs> kevin vredevogue
4: it was a pleasure as always
1: and doug Gobeski,
5: thanks for having me
1: i'm glad that kevin puts up with
4: our crap
5: <laughs>
0: i love it <laughs> so I he mean, can enjoy
4: he i've can been doing this movies. when did when was the iron man podcast i was thinking about this like i've been doing this for years at this point
3: yeah it was forever
4: was ago yeah that was pre-pandemic for sure
0: iron man uh, looks like that was. 2019.
4: 2019. Jeez, yeah. I mean, three, three years and change. Well, it's enjoyable to have you on because you always have good things to say. Oh, well, thank you. I legitimately enjoy doing it. Otherwise, I would have stopped
3: doing it by now. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Well, Paul, I reckon that about wraps it up for another episode of the Govesky Wallace Report.
2: Yes, it does, but the fun doesn't have to end here. No? No. You can check out our other episodes at gobeskywallacereport.com
5: Do we have a social media presence as well?
2: Yes, we do.
5: I suppose it's probably, <laughs> what, Twitter and... Facebook.
2: Uh, We are on on Twitter at GWReport. I
5: guess that'll have to do for now.
2: Yep, I guess so.
3: Okay, speaking of
4: one-on-one fights, I meant to bring this up when the guy whose name I have already forgotten again, uh, the guy who had the key who was keeping the gate or tollway or whatever it was, was he making weird noises the entire fight because i i made a note here i would need to re-watch the scene that it sounded like he was making car noises like like vroom 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 vroom, vroom the entire time did anyone pick up on that at all or am i losing my mind you
2: might be what? losing uh, your mind <laughs> okay i'm gonna have to i've still got like there is nothing wrong with floyd froth Watch I've got forty hours left on open? my
4: rental of this, so I am just gonna pull that up on my phone right now and see what the hell I am talking about.
5: Yeah, like did is did this you like that? watch this with the window open and somebody was
4: driving their car outside? But, hey, Arnold Schwarzenegger was making a lot of police siren noises during this movie, right?
2: Oh, I yeah, thought maybe really you were watching when, uh... one of those try not to laugh videos. <laughs> Someone just changed your, like, push notification sound to some sort of weird drum.
5: So, like, right before that scene, my smoke alarm went off in my apartment. And I was just like, wait, this isn't the movie.
4: <laughs> if the TV is on, all sounds in my life must be coming from the TV. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it makes sense. <sighs>
4: That's why I got to keep the TV
2: on, so I know I'm not crazy. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the Cinco, uh, the bear thing that wakes you up and scares you. I don't remember the name
5: of it. Uh, I
0: don't think I know this one. uh, uh, No, hold on. Uh, Booger. (laughs)
2: Yeah, that's it. It wakes you up, so you know you're not crazy or something like that
0: no when you wake up screaming you see it and you realize there's really a
2: thing there oh yeah yeah yeah. you're (laughs) like it's to help you with your nightmares
3: (laughs) oh my gosh
1: i also thought it was funny how when um when falcon was talking with red sonia and he's like well you could take the long way or you can take the toll road she's like i'll take the toll road and she doesn't ask like what the problem is going to be or if there's any obstruction yeah. or what's the toll. Just like, all right, no time to ask. I've got to go. Let's do
3: it. i got plenty
2: of cash. We'll be fine.
1: <laughs> Can't possibly be difficult. <laughs> Except she doesn't have cash. Because <laughs> I was like, she threw the money back to them and I was like, you should have taken the money for the toll. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I, I rewatched the fight scene. He is growling the entire time. And on at least one occasion, he does make what I, I understand I took notes on was kind of like a revving a motorcycle noise. But it's just like
3: <laughs> his growling
4: kind of like accelerates and decelerates a little bit a few
3: times. It was an interesting <laughs> character choice. <laughs> yeah, that is.